Uh, welcome to the second episode of the App Performance Cafe. Uh, today, uh, I have the pleasure to bring in uh, Prasanna from LinkedIn. Uh, he will start by sharing with us uh, what he understands by mobile app performance, and then he will take us to this uh, mind-blowing concept of personalized performance and uh, network quality as a service, uh, which is something that for me uh, was, was a new concept. Um, to, to make sure that every user gets the best experience uh, possible, regardless of uh, its conditions. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the App Performance Cafe. Uh, I'm Hui, and I'm very excited to have here with me today Prasanna Vijayanathan. Uh, from LinkedIn. Uh, thank you, Prasanna, for uh, accepting our invitation to be here today. Um, Prasanna, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, what do you do at LinkedIn? Sure, thanks. Um, so currently, I work at LinkedIn uh, as part of the performance engineering team. I manage a team of engineers to focus on uh, how the LinkedIn applications, both mobile and web apps, uh, perform. Uh, to our members, our end users. And we also look at how our edge infrastructure performs, like how members can connect to LinkedIn and so on. So that is the purview of our team. And that's what I do at LinkedIn. Cool. Exciting. I've, I've been uh, reading and actually viewing uh, a bunch of uh, talks from you and your team. So very excited. So I, I, I always like to start with this uh, high-level um, question, very simple one, so that uh, we can all be at the same page during the conversation. So from your perspective, uh, why should we care about mobile app performance? That's actually a very good question. We have thought a lot about this too. I think the first step is to understand what is mobile app performance or uh, app performance in general. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, uh, anything that affects how a member or a user of your product interacts with your product, anything that affects the way they interact, it falls under the realm of performance for your application. So the better uh, experience your users are getting, the better is the performance of your product or application. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you want to make your users, in LinkedIn, we use the term members. Uh, if we want to make our members happy, then uh, our application should perform better. Yeah, cool. I read in your one of your articles a mantra that you guys have, which is something along the lines of uh, make LinkedIn feel instantaneous, something like that, right? Is Correct. That, that is our core mantra for the performance team at LinkedIn. And it's very interesting. So what are the key challenges uh, that you see when following your path towards reaching this, um, I would say, utopia, but hopefully not? So hopefully. <laughs> yes. It always feels like utopia when you keep making things better, but the goalpost keeps moving further away. <laughs> um, I think let's think about what I said for a moment. If we want to make every member's experience on our, all of our applications uh, as fast as possible and make them feel instantaneous. Um, how do we how do we figure out what 
uh, is that experience right uh, for one what performance or the experience of an application means to each user would be different right uh, some people might be happy looking at the spinning wheel for 5 seconds uh, and wait for something to load and some people may not even want to spend a second on it if they don't see something that they like they close the application and go we don't know so there are so many uh contributing factors to performance and this has become even more challenging to understand and define uh and then go on to measure and optimize mm-hmm. is mostly because of the diversity in these factors think about the number of uh, different types of mobile phones out there all over the world think about the thousands of internet service providers offering various uh, network plans and speeds and then the fidelity of network connections themselves yeah. uh, uh, like think about the global diversity and especially for uh, products that are reaching out all over the world these days uh, pretty easily given the place to adapt to uh, availabilities the global scale of the diversity uh is the main challenge for performance for applications today interesting uh well how so you mentioned um user expectations uh are a factor of diversity uh but you also mentioned uh like the network uh, i would say um either it's the provider or even the phone a location whatever how, what kind of challenges do you see there so for example um I I've read in your uh, in your article um like the rise of uh, customized content delivery things that you guys were testing uh on the edge where you mm-hmm. were seeing that uh like you do optimizations in 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 one point uh and the the outcome of the optimization varies significantly uh, across uh users across networks across uh locations I would say So can you share a little bit more about that? Yes. Um so the diversity that I was talking about um we we've run uh, various experiments in the past in the traditional sense of performance as in hey identify a bottleneck uh, look at the data optimize for the bottleneck that you see and roll it out to everyone see if it helps a majority of your users and uh, that's a performance win. Mm-hmm. but then because of the set diversity in network devices uh, client side characteristics uh, global scale all of that what we continue seeing is every time we make a general performance optimization uh, that would help some members but there would be some members who actually uh see a degraded performance because of that or don't see much improvement at all this is what i refer to as a selective penalty um in my earlier blog that you mentioned about that by improving by rolling out optimizations we might improve some members but then we might degrade others mm-hmm. and this uh, became a sort of a trend in a lot of optimizations a few years ago that we did and and that's when i started thinking how could we maybe not do it uh, not do an optimization if it doesn't help that uh member okay? and that gave rise to the idea of uh 
customizing content delivery or what we call personalizing performance. Just like today on all the different applications out there, uh, the type of content that uh, that is shown for any user on the internet is tailor-made to their preferences. Mm -hmm. Similarly, can we uh, can we tailor make content to fit within a sort of a performance threshold for each user every time they interact with any application? So that is the idea of personalizing performance. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. So, but is that all about different users getting a, a different app uh, or a different app experience in, in the sense of, uh, so for example, progressive content delivery? Uh, is it about providing lighter experience for different users? What uh, mm -hmm. are the so? What, what really strikes me is um, number one: how do you how do you know uh, which uh, which user is the one that is fetching that content and to which experience you should adapt? Um, mm -hmm. And then how do you do that adaptation? Is it about rich content versus lighter versions? Is it about optimizations at the edge that differ from, say, region to region, device to device? Um, where do you see that going? Um, I see it going into all of those directions. <laughs> so uh, let me explain. Um, let's say we want to try and understand what is it about an application's performance that is important to uh, said member. at a given time of interaction. Uh, there could be so many factors that can have a role in it. But at a high level, it, you can break it down, keeping your application servers constant. Uh, your infrastructure that connects uh, to your members, and then the application itself on the, the platform that they're running it on. Mm -hmm. um, this, these two factors add up uh, the major portion of the diversity that we see that affects performance. Of course, there could be other factors within a server, but it is more uh, in the control of the application provider. Okay. Um, so one of the things that we have thought about and we've built uh, now is something called network quality as a service. And we've talked about this in uh, some of our talks at some conferences. Um, it's basically the idea that if we can uh, identify what the how the network is performing to for that member at that time mm -hmm. uh, and expose that information. So any any other feature on the application can use it how they want. Similarly, how the device is performing, like maybe you're running, running low on battery or your CPU is red hot, uh, or maybe you're running on a really old uh, phone compared to you know, one of the latest iPhones that you have out there. And, um, so those diversities, uh, if we expose that information, there is all, all the uh, opportunities that you talked about are on the table now. Mm -hmm. So th that is how we are approaching uh, this challenge. If we can expose all that information in real time for uh, each interaction, 
we can let all the feature the feature engineers and the application owners to figure out how they can use it so it's like having a um, a performance monitor uh, on the on the ends of the user all right it's it's having something that can assess all all the conditions that may affect uh, his experience um interesting and how do you how do you adapt from that so first well before that how do you actually measure that so i say that for example I, I i'm a network engineer so i always think about by default on on on, on networks and on wireless networks in particular so i'm thinking they are so uh, unstable uh, from the point of view of uh, the time it takes to load something. Uh, how, how how can we be able to kind of get a good assessment live uh, from the application perspective, so that then the rest of the application adjusts in real time? Because that I guess that's what you're uh, mm-hmm. what you're aiming at, adjust in mm-hmm. real time to this uh, to this uh, fluctuation of experience. Yep, yeah. oh, that's actually a great question. And we are still learning. Uh, <laughs> so it totally depends on uh, what each application is built for. So when you build an application, what is that one true north that you want your product or application to provide value to your users or members? And that would be your true north metric. And all other performance metrics that you define and monitor and measure uh, should add up to improving that true north metric, whatever you define for your product. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the way we, we are also looking at it. For our true north metric for giving better experience to our members, how do all these optimizations that we are doing in real time uh, adding up to improving that experience for our members? And that is how we are looking at this. Wow. Uh, it also has to take into account uh, what the difference between different um, goals in a given page of the application. So, for example, do you see um, pages where for the, the, the user uh, it's more critical to get uh, lighter content, say text, for example? Uh, in comparison with other pages where uh, loading richer content uh, actually is critical from the end user perspective, mm-hmm. uh, even if it takes longer uh, to load. So I'm trying to think about the, the, the trade-off between yeah. rich content and time uh, and like user frustration. So how does the user react to that? Correct. Uh, in fact, that, that is one of the first things that we tried and we've talked about this in our Uh, other conferences too, is using this information. Let's say the first thing we tried was uh, using this network quality as a service. Can we adapt the resolution of images that show up on your mobile web application? Um, So if the network quality currently is not that great, let's say you are connected on 2G or 3G networks, uh, then maybe show a low resolution image, free up some bandwidth. So the application actually loads and shows you something meaningful. And then let's say you transition to a a faster Wi-Fi connection, you're just walking along. And now, hey, uh, the network suddenly looks better. So get that information out. So the next set of images that you see when you're connected on Wi-Fi is actually going to be of a better resolution. 
-hmm. And so it gives you a better experience uh, when you're interacting with the application. Uh, such optimizations, and we've seen that uh, it actually helps improve the experience of our members on the application. Uh, this can be true for images, videos, or any other content that's on your page, uh, even thinking forward, looking forward, uh, how, what kind of application even renders, or, or what part of the application shows up for you, and so on, depending on what that member is looking for at that time and what would fit well for that given interaction. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so, and in the end, um, let me take you into a network challenge. Uh, that's that's uh, something that I'm, as you know, like I'm really into. Um, so th when you think about, so we have this, say, performance monitoring at the end user uh, so that you can adapt the, the, the experience of, of the end user. Um, but still, uh, what can we do? Um, well, there are many perspectives to this, but I'm thinking specifically in, in, from a networking or handling the networking challenges perspective. What can we do to uh, optimize and ensure that uh, irrespective of what are the, the, the network conditions, the user ends up getting the best experience possible? Um, mm -hmm. so how can we ensure that I'm thinking from an application perspective, from an infrastructure mm -hmm. perspective, what kind of optimizations can we bring to the table or strategies to 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 adapt? Because as as you mentioned, like uh, yeah. things fl fluctuates so much that mm -hmm. you cannot rely on a very specific optimization for a very specific use case. Because then comes I don't know noon time and everyone is on the, on the same link and poof, there goes the benefit. Yeah. So yeah. What kind of optimizations do you have in mind and strategy for this? Um. So some ideas that uh, I have, uh, and, and this is pretty general to any application developer is, um, and, and a lot of companies have adopted the strategy of having a lighter version of their app mm -hmm. that shows up. Right? Um, so that is one option. Just build a lightweight application that uh, that can load very quickly and give the minimum product for members to start interacting with. Uh, that is one option. There are options of uh, hey, uh, there is enough space on the device, but uh, the network is almost like offline. Mm -hmm. Can we give like an offline experience? That is another idea that uh, can be explored. Uh, and then, especially depending on the rapid changes in network qualities, uh, like I mentioned earlier, like toggling between like 2G networks, 4G to Wi-Fi, and so on, yeah. uh, you can start uh, customizing the content, like the images that I spoke about, the ton of videos that are out there on applications today. Uh, you can set initial bit rates. That is a challenge today, uh, even though there are adaptive video players that adapt to network quality. Uh, but what would the initial chat video bit rate be? And things like that. Uh, how do you buffer queue uh, content? Like do you download images and keep them ready, but is there enough space on your cache to do that? All that, all that comes into picture. So it's not, so network is definitely a key factor, but then there are also mm -hmm. other factors whenever, especially when you're talking about mobile uh, performance. 
in just in terms of networks we've had in the past we've experimented with what type of pcp uh, congestion control can we provide from the server um, can that be different to different uh, different endpoints and so on those are all optimizations that are possible but uh, going beyond just the transport um, and going to the application i think all of these are potential opportunities mm -hmm. yeah um, we, we could go on uh, around transport and protocols for ages but i, yeah. I want to go go that deep. Uh, otherwise people will just uh, fall asleep or get too excited <laughs> Listening. I mean, uh, the, the opportunities there are unlimited too. Right? Yeah. Uh, how much are we transferring over the wire today? Right? Can yep. we like, can we almost go down to zero on the wire and just generate everything on the client? Is that a possibility? Uh, I would think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, but again, trade-off between how much can you put on the client and the device, how much can you put on the server, and how much can go on the wire in the network, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think this is a balance that keeps happening through decades of technology. Yeah, and that, that's why I, when we, we had the previous call, um, when we were you're talking about this uh, network quality as a service, I got like, it clicked because it's exactly what we should do from uh, optimizing um, the experience because even if you have perfect infrastructure, uh, uh, optimized development, everything is light, efficient, uh, then you have network, whole devices, battery, uh, you name it, yeah. which you don't control. So you, you mm -hmm. have to have something, uh, and ideally something that, as you say, like customized and personalized to the end user. Uh, and, and I guess that can only be done uh, if you're sitting uh, virtually uh, on, on by the side of every user and trying to assess the experience and adapt. And so yeah. I love this idea of... Uh, um, I'm so end user monitoring. <laughs> I don't know how to call that. Um, so, trying to 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 sum it up and trying to bring a different angle. So, I've read in your article that you were seeing interesting things uh, when you were optimizing the speed of the application, um, performance of the application. You were seeing that. Well, number one, uh, there is an impact in terms of user engagement, um, but you, you had some interesting comments on the level of impact it takes when you compare users in good networks to users in bad networks, well, bad, uh, slower uh, networks or devices. You also had, um, so that's one. The other thing that struck me is that you, you found an anomaly uh, in the data, um, which, which then you say, and. Uh, I really believe you're right that, so the anomaly was that there was a bunch of users for which the lighter version of the application uh, was not improving engagement. Uh, and your comment is that this, pro this is probably due to the reason that this set of users actually prefers to wait to get the richer content, something like that. I don't know the mm -hmm. exact words, but it was something along these lines. Yeah. So can you comment a little bit on that? Sure. So um, I think the first part of your reference was more on the lines of this selective penalty that I spoke about, where some users can benefit and others don't when you roll out a general optimization. Um, 
and then the the second portion is where we well, is is where we found that there is a a line between uh, giving more and more feature rich content uh, to users versus giving it fast mm-hmm. give less features less rich content but deliver it fast and i think the analysis that you're talking about in that talk i was referring to we actually hit that line where uh, we found that there are users who really enjoy the fast experience even though the content wasn't uh, content was light but there were members who didn't like the fast experience they preferred the more feature rich content so that and that that is pretty intuitive uh, and it was actually amazing that in our analysis we ran into that line between yeah, performance and features yeah uh so i i will put your uh, linkedin profile in the description of the episode um probably the link for the the article that we're we're talking about as well so that people can take a, look, a deeper look on like the the data is so uh interesting uh, it's so um it's simple and at the same time mind blowing at least from my perspective it was like um, a little bit mind blowing um all right cool um so uh i asked the same thing to nolan last time so what to to end up uh what would you say uh would should be the key takeaways uh from your experience working on performance so that such that every performance engineer should uh consider Huh, interesting. <laughs> let me let me take a moment to think about this. Um, in the world of performance, there are aspects that are that you can control, and there are aspects uh, and a lot of things that are outside your control. Uh, for the pieces that you do control, uh, that's where we go in and identify bottlenecks uh, and optimize uh, and make it better. for the pieces that you don't control uh we uh, my recommendation is we try to understand what they are and why they are the way they are and adapt to it so both of these uh approaches to performance are critical especially the latter as we are uh growing in terms of diversity mm-hmm. uh so make sure you look at both ends of performance the pieces that you can control and the pieces that you can't and for the latter please adapt <laughs> wow fantastic that's a, a very um, catchy uh, phrase and and it, it really sums it up like uh, control uh, what you can and what you can control please adapt that's that's uh, perfect uh, prasanna thank you so much uh, we were able to to uh, keep it short so so that's uh, hopefully the, the the audience is happy for that Um thank you guys for listening. Uh hope you have enjoyed it uh, and see you next week. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. Hope you have enjoyed the conversation. Um I will leave Prasanna's LinkedIn address uh in the description of the episode as well as the link for the post that we were discussing throughout our conversation. Um please follow us on the usual podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcast and visit uh, performancecafe.podofel.com. See you next week.